Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Heat Nation, welcome into Believe in Miami Heat for another week. I'm Joey Levin, and I am joined by my co-host. The champ is here, two-time NBA champion, former Miami Heat point guard, live as always from France. Bonjour, my friend. Norris Cole, welcome back once again. How you doing, man? What's up? What's up? What's up, people? What's up, Heat Nation? Bonjour. <laughs> how is uh? <laughs> how, how how's your week going? How, how's how is France treating Norris Cole since we last spoke? Uh, things are going well. Um, we won another game, um, which is always good in the Euro League. Um, you know, we've been practicing. I've been able to, you know, get some good rest. So. All is well. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering actually since the last since we talked about the Euro League, like you guys don't play. I don't know. Some of the listeners may know about Euro League. Some may, may not. You don't play as often uh, at like games are not as frequent as playing in the NBA. At, like at, at uh, course, so. no, we we do we do, but this month um, this month February is different because they have like the FIBA qualifiers. And gotcha. So with the FIBA with the FIBA qualifiers, the schedule changes a little bit. But no, normally we play like three games a week, which gotcha. is a good amount of games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I was wondering more like yeah. when you, having lived in France now for a while, like what do you do when on your off time? Like what's it like? I mean, obviously now it's still COVID times, but we're like it's you're just, just COVID, chilling in the house. It's COVID, so I'm in the house watching Nothing TV, else. watching movies, watching shows. Yeah, I've been talking, you know, talking to my friends and family back in the States. Yeah. You know, cool. Gotta stay in tune what's going on. Watching the heat. <laughs> watching the heat. Of course, keeping track. Of course. So, all right, let's talk about the heat. Uh, big week. They're coming off a big week. It looked like yeah, absolutely. It looked like it was going to be a, maybe a disaster of a week. After <laughs> la- last week, last week we talked, they were just coming off that Clippers loss. Then they mm-hmm. had that loss to the Warriors, which was a disaster. You know, the, the, the Warriors came back. It was looking like it wasn't going to be great. It was, it and then they came back. Good. And then they come back. They win three in a row. And that's, things are things are looking up. So that's, just, the, I mean, that's, the, that's the mental toughness. That's the toughness I was telling you about. You yeah. know, they're going to always keep working. They're going to always punch the clock in. And, um, yeah, they brought it. Their defense, they had two back-to-back games where they held the opponent under 100 points. You give yourself a great chance to win in the NBA when you hold teams under 100 because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah, for sure. Um, So four and three on that trip. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Some guys stepping up. Like you said, the defense, there's a lot we got to get into. We're also going to get into some we do this every week now because it's the heat and because it's that time of year. There's some guys maybe available now. Maybe there's some rumors out there. We got to talk about that. And we got a yes, new sir. segment. We got a new segment we're going to debut this week. We're going to do the the hashtag cold blooded, cold blooded yes, Heat Player of the Week. We'll talk about more. We're probably going to end the show with that. So we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But first, as always, let me tell you a little bit about our friends from betonline.ag. Now, they keep saying football might be over. But I'm going to correct our sponsors, and I'm not. I don't do this much. I'm going to correct them. There is spring football going on. There is some random college football happening right now. 
Absolutely. So there is stuff to watch. There is Deion Sanders just won his first game in Jackson State. There you go. So there is football. It may not be NFL, but there is football. Now, if you don't want to watch that, there is also NBA. There's college basketball. There's NHL. They're all in full swing. And, of course, the only place you should bet on them is betonline.ag. The thing I'm actually keeping an eye on right now is their updated MVP odds. LeBron pulling heavy favorite right now, plus 100, which is – or plus 100, plus 150 – a lot, which are really good odds for MVP, but I'm keeping an eye on it because Lakers have lost a few in a row. Anthony Davis is injured. If they struggle, I'm keeping my eye on Damian Lillard plus 2,000, the way he's carrying that team. I think he's got a shot if they can get a top four seed in the West. Keeping an eye on that. The other guy, not even on the board, Brad Beal. Keeping an eye on him too. Just saying. Just saying. Listen, the way he's listen, <laughs> listen, he had no chance. As I'm great just, as a player he is, but I'm just saying, just I don't think it's been in the history of the league a guy with a losing record. Well, they, the MVP. well, we could talk about that in a second, but hey, that's why they call it gambling. Look, Bet Online even covers awards, awards, TV shows, reality TV, hundreds of props like the ones I was just talking about with real time odds on almost anything you can imagine, and of course the 24 hour online casino. So head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. So, all right, yeah. So the the Heat come off this four and three road trip. Uh, Obviously, they beat Houston in that first game. Then they lose. They lose three in a row. Utah is not bad. The Clipper one's bad. Warriors is bad. Then they beat the Kings, Mm -hmm. who are dumpster fire. They beat the Lakers, which is without even I don't care if it's Anthony, no Anthony Davis, because the Heat are shorthanded too. Great win against the Lakers. And then absolutely last game, you can attest, last game of a seven-game road trip, longest road trip in a decade is a tough game to pull out. They beat the Thunder, who, even though Al Horford wasn't playing, or have been a tough team this year. What was your yeah. impressions of the way they were able to turn it around and finish this thing? Remember, two weeks ago. We said if they finish this, if they go on this road trip and go four and three, that's great. And they went four and three. Well, that just that just goes to show the habits, you know, the heat way. They always believe, they always believe in each other. They're gonna keep fighting. And their defense, man, I can't say enough. (laughs) When you can hold back-to-back teams in the NBA to under under a hundred points, that's impressive, man. That's very, very impressive. And then you had some guys step up big, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later, like you said, but Kendrick Nunn, huh, Kendrick Nunn earned some money on these last three three games. He really put in he really put in some major, major work uh, the last three games, especially the last two. Really, all three of them, really, but. The whole, the whole, was, other, I'll, put the whole I'll, I'll go even further, the whole road trip. I, that's one of the first guys I wanted to talk about. On the trip, sure, the whole road trip, but when they got the wins, though, yeah, when a person plays like that and they get the wins, yep, that really he, that he really, averaged that really 18, a, 18 a game on this trip. And he shot most importantly, I'll say, shot 41% from three. And Absolutely. the rest of the squad on this trip did not shoot the ball well, did not shoot the ball well. And even in these wins, they shot, so they, didn't shoot the, they didn't shoot the ball well in the wins, even from two, it was in the low 40s. Yep, even but, in this last oh, game, Duncan got off a little bit which was great mm-hmm. to see because he's been struggling. But for the most part, as a team, I think actually a two game before the last game, I even tweeted out a stat where 
after the first six games of the road trip, Kendrick was shooting 42% from three and the rest of the team was shooting like 28% from three. It, it was, but the thing is though, he was playing heavy minutes, you know, he was playing heavy minutes. So the other guys not making it didn't hurt him as bad because he was in there, you know, a lot of playing, a lot of minutes. Like I think the top six guys played each of them averaged like 20 over 25 minutes. I know, yeah. I know none was playing almost 40. Um, Bam was playing, you know, 37. Duncan Robinson was playing 36, 35. Jimmy, for the most part, played heavy minutes except for the last game against, uh, you know, Oklahoma City where he only played 29. But normally he's in the 35, 37-minute, you know, range. And so those guys play heavy minutes and they produced. Yeah. I mean, it, it, he looks – I put it even in my notes. He looks like rookie of the year candidate that we saw for the first Absolutely. half of last year. And – when you consider, when you look at last year, like obviously the record is not the same at this point from last year, right. but he was such a huge part of the Heat being as good as they were early on last year. So seeing him get his confidence back, do you think? I was wondering, do you think there's something about a guy like Kendrick who is a, a natural scorer now knowing, okay, I, I'm back in the rotation, I'm going to get minutes, I'm going to get touches. And that that has boosted his confidence a little bit, knowing that there's opportunities there. Like I'm not going to get benched because I got to play and I got to score on a team where let's be let's let's face it, like they there, need are certain, <laughs> there are certain certain guys who are hesitant to be assertive to score. Yeah, for, especially for a young point guard, confidence is key. You know, when you're young and you're trying to find your way in this league. When you, when you know you can play and don't have to look over there and look behind your shoulder, like, oh, if I make a mistake, they're going to pull me out. Anytime you have that that confidence and that flexibility, normally you play well. Most guys that have to worry about making a mistake and coming out, they don't play well. And that doesn't feel good as a young player. And I can tell you that from experience. It, it doesn't feel good when it's like, oh, if I miss a couple of shots, I'm going to come out the game. That's not a good feeling. So right now he's playing heavy minutes. He knows the team needs him. And so he's stepping up, which is part of his responsibility as a pro. When you get those minutes and you get that responsibility, you, you deliver. And he's been delivering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been – I personally, like, you know, since Jimmy's come back, his stat lines have been good. And obviously can't take anything away from the way he's playing. And we'll talk about Bam here in a second because the way Bam has been playing is just – I mean, he's night in and night out. He has been all year. But to me – you take Kendrick, especially with Goran Dragic still being hurt, Tyler Hero, who we can talk about his injury situation. Kendrick Nunn carried he, – he put the team scoring-wise on his back on this trip to get them to four and three, especially in those last three games. Well, hey, when, when you see that, uh, you know, Jimmy didn't have it going every single game, and you always need more than one guy that can create off the bounce. It's hard when you play for a team when only one guy does all the creating. So he took some of the pressure off of Jimmy Butler. And he also took some of the pressure off of Duncan Robinson <laughs> making yeah. those shots. And, mm-hmm. and so I just think it's a beautiful thing to see that he's back to playing how he plays, man. Because yep. before, you know, last year he had some struggles, especially coming back from COVID, um, you know, going through some you know young things as a young player goes through with the – with the playing style, making sure he buys into the culture and all of that. So it's good to see him now just be able to get out there, play free, you know, play to his instincts. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, I, and I'm happy that they got those wins because we, hey, let's face it, <laughs> needed those wins. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say that in February, but it's, it's important. Those wins were very, very important. Well, and especially like we, we the East and it, the East is sort of wild right now. And just to put a bow on Kendrick, I, I, I would I was interested to know, like, because last year when I watched him, even in the beginning of the year, my my assessment of him as just as a, like his long term in this league is a Lou Will uh, type coming off the bench being like a microwave type scorer who can get you 20 any night coming off the bench being a great six man do you think he's more than that like do you think he's a starting point guard or do you think ultimately like his best fit even for a team like the heat is being a guy who can lead your second unit be a be a big scorer for you but come off the bench well i think it depends on the dynamic of the team to be honest i mean if you have a franchise type of point guard obviously you you have to play that guy Mm -hmm. but if you don't have a franchise you know type of point guard then he can he can start for you you know and he can play many roles if you you know that's that's ultimately up to who the coach is and the style of player that you want to play but he's the fact that he's capable of being a starter just Mm -hmm. lets you know his caliber of player and obviously the fact that he can score in bunches also lets you know that he can come off the bench and be effective yeah. Because some guys are just better at coming off the bench because, you know, starters, they need rhythm, most of them. They know they're going to play a certain amount of time, so they don't have to rush their game. But when you're a guy that comes off the bench, you're like a microwave. As soon as you check in, your rhythm going to be on. And so he's, it seems like he's capable of doing both, which is, mm-hmm. makes him more valuable to, to our team. And you also know, coming off the bench, for a guy who is, a, who is just a pure flat-out scorer, you know that if you're the first guy off the bench and you're running the second unit, you're getting your touches. Like you're the offense is going to run through you as opposed to, you know, let's say there is, let's say Tyler develops the way we think he's going to, and Jimmy's getting his shots and Duncan's getting his shots. If you could be in the starting lineup, if you're more of a scoring point guard, but you're in the starting lineup with a bunch of other guys who need to get shots, maybe it's better for you as a fit to come off the bench. Like right now, obviously they need him to start because of injuries, but I think ultimately I just seeing him get his confidence back is such a huge thing for them. And it will be down the line. There's a lot of, now that there's a lot of chatter, there's a lot of questions in heat nation, heat nation are out here saying, do we sell high? Is this, are we selling to, do we, do we see, do we get assets? Is he, is his value high now? I don't know. I actually like, I think for his, the amount of money he's making and, and what he brings to the team. And I'm still skeptical of our ability to score the ball right now. I think you need him. And, like the great Bill Russell once said, this game has been and always will be about buckets. And when you and when you're a player that can put the ball in the hole efficiently from the perimeter, from the mid-range, and get to the basket, when you can do that, you're always a valuable piece. And so totally. I believe right now, I believe right now, unless you get a blockbuster deal, you have to you have to keep Kendrick Nunn, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. I mean, who else are you going to get for him? He's well, young. Yeah, it just depends he's, on what you think the team need, really needs. I mean, he, he's but, but I mean, but what is it? He's young, which is good. He's athletic, which is good. He can score from all three points of the floor as a point guard, which is good. Uh, long range three, get in the mid range with floaters and get to the basket, which is good. You know, so and he's athletic. Not just that he's young; he's athletic. Right. You know, and that's what you so at the point guard position when you have those things, you don't just get rid of that 
unless you really get fair compensation. And so I think right now he's really showing his value. And I wouldn't get rid of him unless it's a like sort of a home run type of deal. <laughs> yeah, I think the key there is the three-point shooting. Like if he if this is if the, if this development as a three-point shooter consistent if he's high 30s like he's i don't think he's a 42 43 percent three-point shooter maybe he is but if he's a high 30s even that's huge Mm -hmm. especially with this team that's so reliant on three-point shooting uh you mentioned like it's early in the year right you know you don't want to call thing it must win but you needed him and the interesting thing about the heat now after these three wins in a row they've won seven of ten like that three game losing streak on the on the west coast road trip seemed so dire and things seems like they were headed in such a bad direction, but now they've won seven of 10. They are heading into a game against Toronto. Who's also playing really well. There's only five or six games left till all-star break. This team legitimately has a chance, legitimately has a chance to go into the all-star break as one of the hottest teams in the Eastern conference, which is crazy to think. Remember I told you they're not going to panic. Right. Remember, I said I said Spo is not going to pan. He's just not going to just up and just do something different. He's going to keep plugging away. He's going to keep going with the system. He's going to keep believing in what they're doing. It's a this is a process. Remember, this is a process, and you don't cheat the process by like, oh, this is not working. Let's bring in a new player. Oh, this is not working. Let's ch- try a whole new system. No, 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 no. That's not that's yeah. not how it works. That's not how it works when you play for a winning championship organization and, and Coach Spo is a winning championship level coach. And so he understands that this is a process and he's, he's trusting that process and the players, they're trusting it too. Obviously, like you said, you know, they can go into the, they can go into the break as one of the hottest teams. And let me tell you, nobody wants to play them in the playoffs in the first round. No, nobody wants to play the heat from no conference (laughs) in the first round of the playoffs. So I think if they, if they can keep this up and maybe, you know, get a couple, couple additions, it could be scary going, you know, post post All Star break. Yeah, we'll talk about potential additions in a little bit. Yes, um, yes, sir. But, but on the defense, right? So obviously, Bam has been consistent. Like he's been the one constant. He's just been great. I mean, he's been really having just another All Star level year. But uh, particularly on this trip, his defense, and we know he's a great defensive player. But mm-hmm. that late in the Laker game, he showed. I think a, a type of defense that I don't know that most people know that Bam had, which was he was the primary defender on LeBron for a lot of the game. And LeBron had uh, one of his worst games. I've seen him play in a long time. And particularly when Bam was the primary defender on LeBron, he was two for eight from the field. That's a, yeah. a different level of defense that I don't know that a lot of people know Bam had in him. And I think to me, it even emphasizes even more that we need to go get more depth in the front court. So we, but anyways, it was, it was incredibly impressive what I saw him do against LeBron. It was, but it, it, that's not surprising to me. I mean, that's what Bam is. He's an athletic, he's a front court player, so he can defend the centers, but he can, but he's athletic enough to where he can defend wing players as well. That's why they drafted him so high because, because he does have that versatility and, you know, when you play against a guy like LeBron James, obviously the Heat, they, they know a lot about LeBron, his tendencies and everything. And the way they were guarding him, having a longer defender on him and then having the help side come, it's different when a smaller guy's guarding LeBron and a big is coming to help from when a bigger guy is defending him and a small comes to help. And when that 
you know, bigger guy can be agile like Bam and can contest, you know, his shots at the highest point and his passes at the highest point and makes things, you know, a little bit more difficult. Now, obviously, LeBron missed some shots too. You know, we're not going to just, we're not going to be outrageous and say that he just yeah, totally one, one, I think he was one of eight, one of eight from three in the game. So yeah, 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 yeah. But he did do a great job of using his length and athleticism to make everything contested. And that's what they're going to need. Yeah. And, and just imagine if they had another guy in the front court similar to that. That would that would be now you're talking that can shoot. That can shoot. Yeah, now now, now you're talking uh contender again. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh so let, tonight, uh as we're recording this on Tuesday, uh the 23rd. So at it's about six o'clock on the six twenty on the east coast. In a couple mm-hmm. hours, the all-star reserves are going to be named for both conferences. Uh, I have guys. I've so obviously there's seven reserves. I have right. six guys that to me are locks. And talk to me. Let's talk about it. I don't know if Bam is a lock, and and I don't know if anybody knows if he's a lock. I think he's having an all-star year, but to me, James Harden, lock, Zach Levine. Lock. DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis. Lock. Julius Randle. And Jalen Brown. That's six guys. Jalen Brown is a lot. Now, Mm. here are the... Julius Julius Randle's averaging, what, 20 points? How many rebounds he's averaging this season? He's averaging a double-double. Double-double, yep. And Bam is right under a double-double, 19 and a half, and yeah, nine but, and a half rebounds. But the Knicks, five and a half the Knicks, assists. But the Knicks are in the playoffs right now. That's and, true. And, and he true. is – like and and He's carrying them too. Yeah, and he's also averaging five and a half assists. He's shooting uh, He's shooting 41% from three. Julius Randle is having – I mean, Julius Randle is having – like a. it would be tough to say the guy who might be making the Knicks relevant again almost single-handedly <laughs> – can't yeah, be, yeah. you know no, what no, I mean? No, not for sure, for sure. Yeah, you. those guys are a lock. Uh, so now here's one. So there's one spot left, and let me name some names for you. Bam. Jason Tatum, who has missed five games. So that's the thing. I don't know if the five games impact him, but it's – and they've played 30, and he played 25, and he's averaging 26. So I don't know how he doesn't make it, but Ben Simmons. I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Jason, I didn't know Jay Taylor was going. He's probably going to be a. He's probably well, but him and Ben Simmons. Oof. Like Ben Simmons is the second best player on the best team in the East, and arguably yeah. is going to be in the mix for Defensive Player of the Year right now. Like he's. That's true, but that, yeah, that's true. And both of those guys are considered superstars, NBA superstars. Right. Middleton is in the mix. I don't think he'll make it. Um, no, he he's just having it. an okay year, but he's, I mean he's averaging twenty. But uh, and then I've seen some people say Trey Young, but I don't. I don't think no, so. no, 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 no. Because I his he's I been think, so you, inefficient this year. So bonus, he's considered a front court player, huh? Yeah, so but I'm not. I'm a, not sure with the reserves. I don't think it matters. I think it's just reserves. I don't know if there's like well, extra, well extra. if that don't matter, if that don't matter. Then he could be possibly. Sabonis. Nah, I don't no know. They're the fourth. They're they're fourth in the East right now. Yeah, they are, and he's averaging 21 and 11. But, I mean, Jason Tatum and Ben Simmons, I don't see an all-star game without at least one of those guys. I mean, I would put – to me, Tatum is locked. But I don't know if people are, like, leaving him out because he missed games or – I don't know if he's 
like maybe he's just hasn't been as efficient as usual, but he's shooting 39% from three. Like, I don't know That's how Jay, I don't know how Jalen Brown actually, I don't know how I have Jalen Brown as a lock and not Jason Tatum, to be honest. Like, no, yes, you, yes, you can. I mean, you think Jalen so? Brown is a lock. Jalen Brown is definitely a lock. Jalen Brown is playing borderline MVP type of basketball on the lower scale, but he's definitely a lock. Jalen Brown is, but their, their numbers are very similar. Yeah, but the both called, averaging Jaylen 26. Jalen Brown's a two way player. That's true. That's true. He's a, he's and, a, high, a high level two way player. And he's held it down for them when Tatum was out. Um, Absolutely. When Kimba and Tatum been out. Yeah. And Kimba doesn't look good right now either. Um, so what do you Ooh, Okay. Hey, so is interesting. it So that's, is it, Tat- is it Tatum? Is it Bam or is it Ben Simmons? Because that's, that's that last spot pretty much. Well, I mean, look, at, by the time people listen to this, we'll know. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say. Here's the question. Yes, if, if, if I had to guess, Bam probably won't make it. Yeah. Obviously, us in Heat Nation, we believe that he should make it, but yeah, I don't see him not choosing Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum. I can't see that happening. Now, the only way I could see him making it over one of those guys, or if in addition to those guys, would be if they snub Julius Randle. Yeah, but you can't snub. He's in New York City. I know, but like. Snubs happen. Snubs <laughs> do happen. Snubs happen. Snubs That's why it's happen, called a snub. It's the, the, the word exists for a reason. You know? Yeah, it does this for me. But I think the coaches – don't the coaches choose the reserves? I think so, yeah. And see, so let me tell you something. Zach Levine might get snubbed. But they're playing good too. They're Which, in the playoffs right now. Yeah, yeah but it's a – I mean, I don't think he should be. I think he should be a lock. But, I mean, when you snub – I mean, what they snubbed Bradley Beal last year, averaging 30 over 30 a game. So anything can happen. And if the coaches are picking, the coaches value stuff other than just scoring. And so if you talk about Ben Simmons, two-way player, he's a point forward. Um, Jason Tatum is a superstar, like I said, in his league. And then you have Sabonis, who's the ultimate, you know, four-man right now in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, that that could be a snub. I know. I, I think I, when I you look at when when they look at it from just a, you know, they're, they're going to look at numbers obviously to see who gets in in a in a in a grand scheme. They're going to look at record and who's playing the best, and a lot of that'll be numbers. And if you're looking at Julius Randle, Sabonis, and Bam, their numbers are all very similar. Right. Sabonis and Julius both are just a little bit better, and their teams are just a little bit better. So I think and that's that, probably going to be the deciding factor. Unfortunately, because I think Bam is playing an all-star level season. It's just the East is the East is wild this year. I mean, there's just a lot yeah, going on in the East right now. Beast um, of the East. There's a there's only like a I want to say a two-game difference between the four seed and the 13 seed right now. So uh and, and, yeah. and that 13 seed is the Wizards who've won five in a row and just beat the Lakers. So and this year's though, this year is interesting. I, I don't think anyone's gonna be mad if they get snubbed. Because I don't think people really want to go down to Atlanta anyway (laughs) and be in a bubble type situation for a weekend. I I think we talked about this the first time you were on. I think it's crazy that it's even happening. And now they're shoehorning the things that everyone, everyone wants to see the three point contest and the dunk contest. And they're sort of shoehorning it into the game that no one wants to see, which is like, they're, they're doing the three point before the game. They're doing the dunk contest at half. There's no fans. So no one really wants to watch the – I mean, people watch the game, but people want to see the dunk contest. Like, you know what I'm saying? And also the atmosphere yeah, yeah. of the dunk contest. No players taking pictures and, like, courtside and no fans and all that. There's no one there. 
It's, it's yeah, going to be the, weird. I don't, I, it's going to be interesting to see how the environment, the energy of the guys, because in a regular season, in a regular game, you can be competitive because it's like you and your guys and y'all right. competing for like something that actually matters. But there's nothing really to – in the All-Star game, I mean – an all-star game with COVID going on, with no fans, I don't see how the intensity, how the adrenaline, I don't see how it could be there. I just don't. Plus, yeah. plus I, I believe a lot of the guys, a lot of the high-level guys are not going to want to play heavy minutes. Like LeBron, you can't expect him and KD to get out there and play heavy minutes. Right. No, or Gian, of course. Or, or Giannis or anybody like that because, one, they're coming off a short season. Yeah. And, and, two, and two, these guys are – like KD is championship robust. Harden, these guys, they championship robust. And the Lakers with no AD, LeBron's workload is crazy. So I don't see him playing that many minutes in an all-star game unless he just really, you know, tricks us. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw another person that tweeted something very, a, a very interesting question too. Like, and, and it, it all comes down to how the league's handling a lot of these things. But when the coaches were named, there were people saying, why do we need coaches for an exhibition game during the pandemic? Like, why do we need coaches for an all-star game? Just let them go play. It's an all-star game. Like, they can coach themselves uh, for an all-star for the all-star game. Nah, nah, nah. You got to have some type of structure. Now, this ain't street ball. We got to keep the integrity. But, yeah, but, 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 wouldn't it be more fun for the all-star game? Like, I mean, player, player, coach. It yeah, be player, coach. Of course. Yeah, that, that you t- you're telling me LeBron James can't coach his team? Yeah, but I mean, who wants to do that, really? No one wants to be there anyway. I mean, You're already forcing them to be there. Make it a little more interesting. True. Throw a little more money in there for for them, you know. Or just don't have it and be smart. <laughs> oh, well, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Right. <laughs> uh, one last thing I, I, for, on the heat before we get to some of these uh, some of these potential options to go out and get before we get to the hashtag cold blooded player of the week. Um, Jimmy did not look good in that last game, and. We talked. We 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 did discuss obviously last game of a set. That they talked about it a lot on the broadcast. Last game, the energy's down. Jimmy specifically didn't look great. One mm-hmm. thing that they did not mention that they haven't mentioned much that concerns me when I watch him at some of these games, late in games, and late in this road trip, is the COVID thing, which I, he has not publicly come out. Jason Tatum's the only player who's come out and said it. It impacts me at the end of games. They've mentioned how they adjust his timing so that he's not overdoing it. Jimmy's mm-hmm. not the type. Jimmy's not going to come out and say, oh, I'm struggling. This He might be saying it behind the scenes, but he's not saying it publicly. I wonder right, right. if at the end of a road trip, at the end of a game, if there's still not that little bit that maybe he's not 100% there yet. I'm going to tell you straight up, yes, it's affecting him. It is, yeah. whether he admits it or not, because it's impossible for you to not be able to play and work out for two weeks. Or however long he was out, what sixteen, maybe sixteen days or so. Yeah, and and not even just not being able to work out. We don't know how it actually affects you long term. Like you, we don't know how right. it's actually still impacting his body. Right. Well, he said. Well, I saw an interview with Rachel Nichols where he said, I mean, he didn't feel sick. He didn't feel like he had any major symptoms. But to be out of work, like right. not active, not doing your daily routine, not coming to the gym, not getting, you know, because you know Jimmy's a workout warrior. Right. And so for him to not be able to get his workouts in and do the things that he would normally do and be away from the team and lose that rhythm, it's going to affect you. And it takes more than just a couple of games or more than just a couple of weeks to snap out of that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it, t- it definitely takes more than that. Well, hopefully 
he can play as, I mean, obviously he doesn't have a choice. He's going to have to play his way back into it. Um, but Hey, look good. Good to see guys stepping up around him and the heat starting to roll. That defense is not going to change and guys starting to make some shots. Let's uh, let's go. I mean, we, we got a top, we got a shot to, to, uh, I mean, they could be a playoff team by the time we get to all-star. So that'd be interesting. Um, all right, before we move on, I want to give a brief moment to talk to our newest sponsor, eBay. Uh, whether rare, dead stock, or latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Are you a sneaker guy? Are you... I, I used to be a huge sneaker guy. I'm not a big sneaker. I'm I'm con- I'm in and out. Right now I'm yeah. out, but I'm I'm in and out. So this I am. I collected. I don't even want to say collected, but I had a lot of sneakers. You know, my first few years in the league, I I gathered a big shoe collection. But the last few years, I haven't been adding to that collection. So I have a decent amount of shoes, but I'm not. I haven't been adding to the collection. I just. Wear what I have. It's hard for me to wear all the shoes that I have anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need yeah. to. I need to. I need to change it up. I, I'm going to check this out. I got to check out this eBay, the eBay, uh, their marketplace because I, I just, it's been a minute since I bought anything new. So, but I'm into um, lifestyle shoes now. Comfortable yeah. lifestyle shoes like the Nike Cortez. Oh, they got. I'm, I'm sure that I, I'm sure they got plenty of that. Um, or the Adidas Pro models. Yeah, each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process for sneaker sellers, which I used to do also when I worked in the league, I sold a lot of my shoes that I got when I was in the league. Uh, eBay has eliminated selling fees and I sold them on eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers, hundred plus dollars, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today, eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value in the unique selection. All right, let's, let's do, I, I'm going to just keep calling it the rumor mill. Now, some of these are rumors and some of them have already happened. So I'm going to throw some names at you and we'll see what you think. Okay. Um, and I'll preface this by, look, I can't, I don't want to keep crushing the guy. And I know you don't <laughs> want him either, but Kelly Olenek finished that road trip four for 29 from three. Now, but I will give you a positive. I will give you a positive out of that. All three games that he made one three, they won. <laughs> so i guess that's something. Cup, cup half full instead of cup yeah, half empty. yeah we got it. it's gonna be there's look there's gonna be a lot of cup the cup half empty podcasts out there we're gonna be the cup half full as much yes, as we sir. can the cup half full norris is always gonna be the cup half full guy i'm gonna work to be the cup half full co-host and that's my cup <laughs> half full. when kelly olenek makes a three on a west coast road trip the heat wins so there you go uh but look there's no, there's no hiding that they, what, and again, I will say it's not a knock on him. I think he's a good player. It's that they need front court depth. They need another stretch four. they need another four who can guard bigs. So these are the guys I'm going to focus on bigs that mm-hmm. are potentially out there. One guy we know for a fact is out there. And also let's preface this by saying the heat were granted today, a $4.7 million disabled player exception for Myers Leonard, who's out for the year. That's a big deal because very big deal. DeMarcus Cousins is available. Absolutely. I, now, there's a lot of people who think he's washed. I disagree. I've watched a lot of Rockets games this year. You can't play him 40 minutes. You probably can't even play him 30 minutes. But you put right. him in there for 20 minutes, he can still rebound. 
he's he was actually not his his efficiency probably doesn't show it, but I don't think he wanted to be there once he realized he wasn't the starter. I think I, he didn't. There's reports now coming out he didn't like being the backup to Christian Wood, which that is what it is. Christian Wood is playing great basketball, so what what were you going to do? But I think he can still stretch the floor for you. He could play with Definitely Bam. Shoot the three. He could shoot. He could play with Bam or without Bam. He also does a lot of the same things offensively that Bam does. He's a very good passer. He's a very good ball mm-hmm. handler. Um, he's not the greatest defender, but he is a very good defensive rebounder. Absolutely, he's out there, and he, and he has a, and he has that nasty that chip. You know, the yeah. heat, you know, we we like guys with a little edge, and know? we like redemptions. Uh, absolutely, great redemption story. So I, that could be an interesting piece. I also saw that that the most people assumed he was just going to the Lakers, but I did see something that the Lakers are not going to go after him. Now, I don't know if that these are all reports, so who knows what's what. I'm about to but, say, you never know until this happens. But um, I I'm I feel like the Heat were in the mix for Boogie this offseason before he went to Houston. I think he'd be interesting, especially for the price. I mean, the price is right. You know, he's, it's not going to be expensive. Plus, Houston did the right thing, and they guaranteed his full contract before they parted ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. So – He's probably it's probably a vet minimum at this point wherever he goes. So so do you take him or Blake Griffin if it's possible? Which Ooh. one do you take? Wow. That's a great question. It, assuming Blake gets bought out because assuming, assuming I did see I did see some Vegas odds that if Blake Griffin were to get traded, the Heat were the best odds for if he got traded. I hope that doesn't happen because then I hope it's taking, just a buyout. Cuz then you're taking on a lot of money and you're giving up something. Uh, wow, that's a great that's a great question. It is a great question. Uh, I think if Boogie was willing to, if if Boogie understood, like I'm a backup, but I'm going to play minutes and maybe even crunch time minutes. I think Boogie. I, I think he's still. I think he's a better shooter at this point in his career than than Blake. I think he's always he's, been a better shooter than Blake. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I think, I think they do a lot of the same things. I think he's just a better shooter at, at this point in their careers. Like Blake's still a better athlete, right. but I don't know if that would translate to much more production than what Boogie could give you. And I think you could get away with having Boogie playing twenty minutes a game, and he'd he he'd be really good for you. I agree. I think, I, and I think I just think Boogie is just flat out tougher than Blake. To be honest. That's fair, and that matter, and that matters in Heat culture. Well, it matters on a team, and it matters on a team full of guys who can't stay healthy this year, too. For sure, for we sure. need to bring in a guy who's going to be on the floor. That's part. That's a that's one of the biggest reasons. Look, go get all of them. Get all these the guys. Best, you just the best need ability is avail- The best ability is availability. Totally, and that's a great. That's a point I didn't really think about with Blake because even if he's healthy, he's going to sit games. Like that's just where he's at in his career. You know, he's one of those. At this point, right, and right now, right now, the Heat don't have time for that, right? And you know what, Boogie, to be honest, yeah, he comes here during the regular season. He might play a ton of minutes some games because of the way the injury. It's just going to be. I think the way the Heat are trending right now is game by game basis, right? Like some games it's Max Struess, some games it's Gabe Vincent, other games sometimes it's Kelly Olynyk, and then if they next get another thing, it'll be the next. Yeah, so I think Spo is going to play the matchups until everyone's healthy and they know what they got. So absolutely. Um, the other big name that interestingly enough is sort of all of the sudden there's these, these reports out there is that 
the Mavericks have quietly started to try to gauge the trade interest for Porzingis around the league. Mm. I like that. I like I like Porzingis a lot. I'm a big Porzingis fan. I'm, I love him. But- I, I hate I hate the fact that he he's hurt a lot. But one, I think the culture coming to Miami. One, the fitness culture there is, you know, the Heat have a good um, training staff, but there's other great, you know, training organizations like DBC mm-hmm. who who would be great for him to, to, you know, work out and get his body right. And the way that the Heat play with, the, with all those dribble handoffs and with spacing with three-pointers, re- rebounding, pushing in transition, spot up three, I believe that fits him well. And with him and Bam, your front court is a yeah. shot blocking mach- shot blocking machine. Yeah. Oh, and I've can, also can, <laughs> I've watched him a few times this year. It would be perfect to play him with Bam because he seems to be allergic to the paint at this point. And I I there I do have concerns that part of that is that he's not fully healthy. And I do right. wonder like, are they trying to just unload him because he's not fully healthy and they don't think he's in, like they they mortgaged a lot to go get him from New York. He was supposed to be the centerpiece with Luca. If if it's true right. that they're suddenly willing to get rid of him. What's this catch? Like, what's the catch? Well, my question. Well, if if it is true that they're shopping him, if he's still that player that we think he is, they're gonna want fair compensation. And that's, that's the only way. That's the only way you will know if if they if they don't get fair compensation, you will be like, oh man, he's really not that healthy. They just try and get rid of him. But if they get what they ask, if they ask for a lot, he's still pretty healthy. And that's where. And well, then that was my next question. What do you? What would you? If he's healthy and he's if he thinks if you think he can be healthy, come to the heat, get right, what would you be willing? I mean, you're probably gonna have to give up a lot. Are you willing to give up Tyler Hero for him at this point? Mm. That's a tough one. Yes. I mean, Porzingis is a potential superstar level player. He's a unicorn. He's a, all, he's a uni- he's they a, call yeah, him a unicorn yeah, for a, a reason. Yeah. So so I believe that. I mean, if you, I don't. If you had to, you know, right. then you probably would. But that's not the first option. The first option is not giving up Tyler Hero. You want to try to give up other pieces before you give up Tyler. Well, but sure. If, if you believe that Porzingis is that that piece, yeah. I mean, you still got Kendrick. If you if you can keep Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson and give up that, then you can. You know, that's okay. But if you have to give up Nunn and Hero, yeah. And, you know, and this so, is this one is the most hype of all of the ones we've talked about on this show. This one's the most hypothetical. I don't think the Heat would get in on this. To be honest, I just he they doesn't have to give up too much. Right? They had to deliver. They had to give up too much, and the guys are not healthy. Like if you're giving up guys, but then you know, Dragic is not totally healthy. Bradley is not totally healthy. Guys, this you would be the only depleted roster. <laughs> Tyler's not totally healthy. I mean, he's still That's out with the saying. hip injury. Like you know. Which is so, so you can't, hey guys. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Be, so there's, there's the other. There's three other guys. They're all smaller, like smaller name guys. But I just think, mm-hmm. like, if they're available, like for example, the Suns just waived Damian Jones. Now, he's not a big name, right? Most people probably have never seen him play, but right. he won two championships with the Warriors. He didn't get to play a ton because he was a backup. He's been a backup to DeAndre Ayton and Phoenix. But just for depth, right? Just bring him in and give him a shot. Give him a few minutes. See if he fits. See what you got. Like, I just think from a depth, like go get some guys that can 
bolster maybe your front court a little bit. And then on the, on, when we are on the road trip, I find myself doing this now every game, which is watching the other team and being like, Ooh, I like that guy. So when I was watching the Kings, I really liked Nemanja Bielica, the stretch mm. four. And okay. then in OKC, I really like Mike Muscala, which you, I, you could probably get him for like a late, you could probably get him for a second round pick. He's having the best year of his career. He's a seven footer shoots the three. Like those are guys that I think would fit well and you could get them super cheap. And he's, he kind of is like a Mike Muscala. Cause when they brought in miles Leonard, they expected him to be able to rebound and shoot three, pick and pop shoot the three. And this guy, and he's seven foot yep. uh, miles Leonard. So to be able to get you a seven footer that can shoot the three, I believe, I believe he can come and fit with, but what's his defense like though? You have to compete. I don't think he plays a ton of defense. I don't think either of those guys play a ton of defense. <laughs> but we're also talking about Boogie. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right, that's right. different. But, Boogie, but, Boogie, different. But, but defense or rebounding is defense. That's true. That's the last That's the last part of execution. You play defense, yeah. you get to stop. The last part is what? Getting the rebound. Yeah. And he's not your ordinary so, seven foot. He is a monster seven foot. He's a big boy. Like, you're not moving yeah. him. He's not moving him around. He's getting down there. All right, well, we'll see. I, I think Boogie is realistic. I think a lot of people are calling for. I think a lot of people are calling for it. Like Heat Nation wants to see Boogie. Wants to see. You know, Heat Nation likes big names now. Like we like we like big names in Miami. So yeah, and I I think the weather would be good for him. You know, staying injury free. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not cold. It's warm all the time. You know, they'll get him in shape. That as as long as he's going to get in shape too. He'll probably be in the best shape of his career. Now that's gonna be now that's one thing he's gonna have to adjust if he does come to the heat. Right. Bill Ferran with the weight and body fat is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's no joke. Um, yeah, uh, unbelievable. Um, all right. So I have two things I want to wrap up with here before obviously we want to do cold-blooded player of the week. And then there's a quote that that I want to ask you about that Spo said about LeBron that I want, I want to get your perspective on it because having played with him and winning championships with him. So maybe let's do the cold – since the cold-blooded player of the week is more about what's happening and that LeBron thing is more of a perspective thing, let's do the hashtag cold-blooded player of the week. Now, this is the first time we're doing it. We're, we're workshopping it a little bit. But my thought when, when I pitched it to you was it can be the best player. It could be a cold-blooded moment. It could be – because obviously every week, you know, you could, if you just do the player, it could get repetitive. So we can, we can sort of mold it into what we want it to be, but we're calling it the hashtag cold blooded for obviously for Norris Cole, cold blooded player of the week. <laughs> so Norris do us the honors. Let's do the first ever cold blooded Miami heat player of the week. So the first ever cold blooded player of the week. It will be awarded to Kendrick Nunn. I knew it. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn, who's shooting 47% from the field this year and who's shooting 37.9% from three this season, all which are great numbers and career highs for him in his short career, which is better than his numbers last year, which he was a rookie of the year candidate. And these last three games, he came up big in the wins. And so for me, his ability to score, his ability to shoot, his ability to play make, his ability to impact winning while playing heavy minutes on a depleted roster, 
is why I give him the cold-blooded player of the week. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it before the show started. <laughs> I was like, I was concerned even when I was putting the show together. I was like, oh, we're going to talk about and Kendrick. From, and he's from the Horizon League, Oakland University, there which I'm a Horizon League. I'm a Horizon. He's a fellow Horizon League player of the year. I'm a fellow Horizon League player of the year. So it's only right, Kendrick. Yeah. Congratulations, my guy. When I was thinking about like who would I give it to, the only other person I even would would have even considered was Bam for the way he defended LeBron. But body of work over this last week, Kendrick, it had to be Kendrick. Oh man. It had to be for Kendrick. sure. So Kendrick Nunn, we know you're listening. Congratulations. First, first ever cold-blooded player of the week. Uh I think next week we're gonna put this start putting this on video and put this out to the people so people can can let us Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Let us know. So um, all right, here's what I want to wrap up with. So last week mm-hmm. when the Heat were playing the Lakers, Spo was asked by the media about the finals and about adjusting in the finals against LeBron. And uh-huh. this was this. Did you see this quote? Yep. Yep. So this was the quote. Let's read, let's read it for the people. Let's read yeah. it for the people to hear. In the finals, he was making adjustments to our adjustments to the adjustments and not an adjustment to the adjustment I thought about making, but I bluffed the adjustment and he knew I was making a bluff. Um, well, I think I know, like most people know, like LeBron's IQ is incredible, but like. I mean, that's I, the realest what, thing Spoel ever said. That's one of the realest <laughs> things Spoel ever said. He was still it's, relatively it's young true. in the, well, not young in the league. I guess he was in the league for like seven or eight years by the time you played with him, but um, right. Cause you got there in 2011, right? Mm-hmm. Who LeBron? Yeah. So he was probably I mean, he in his seventh or eighth year. LeBron had won three MVPs in four seasons by the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, was that was, was it already that? It was already that like IQ wise, knowing because there's always he's like IQ always been there from the big his his IQ has always been there. It's always been there and it, and it has gotten better, obviously, as the years has gone on. But by the time I was there with him the heat, he was already reading defenses, calling out other plays, other sets. Um, the same things that people talk about now, like, man, he was calling out our plays. And then when we tried to throw a fake, he'll say, that's not, that's not no real play. He was doing that back then. So, but now it's at an even higher level. Like Spo said, the adjustment to the adjustment of the adjustment. And then yeah. the fake, and then the fake adjustment to the adjustment. Right. He knew like, I was playing, a, I was bluffing an adjustment and he knew I was bluffing. And he knew I wasn't going to adjust. <laughs> that's 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 called you know he's playing chess at a high level. It's, and yeah, everyone else or, is playing checkers. Oh my goodness! Or they playing entry level chess. He's, <laughs> <laughs> they they playing checkers and entry level chess. He's playing you know at the at the senior level. Have you ever, did you Wait, ever watch? What was the? There's a show on Netflix, uh, Queen's Gambit. Have you watched Queen's Gambit yet? It's all about chess. I haven't playing the closed Sicilian. That's what she's. That's the opening move, and that's how she gets them every time. That's LeBron. Yeah, well, that's Sicilian. That's that's LeBron for sure. Because it's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird when you throw out there a set or a formation of a play, and he's like, "That's not no real play." Like and when he say, <laughs> and when he says that, and, and you know that that's the truth. It's like, man, who this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Let me ask you one. I have another question about LeBron before we wrap. Uh, one thing that blew my mind, and I know players lift sometimes on game day, but I was always under the impression like you you shouldn't like go heavy and like go go crazy on game day. When I was in when I was with the Grizzlies, 
when the heat came to Memphis, I remember walking into our weight room like four hours or like three hours before a game and LeBron being mm-hmm. in there and just going nuts in the weight room, like just getting like a crazy lift before games. Like, was that normal? Believe it or not, that wasn't a crazy lift what he was doing. Those are not really crazy <laughs> lifts. Those are just those are just activation lifts. And it's all about what your body's used to. Some guys do lift heavy before the game and they feel good about it. Yeah. Um, some some guys lift right after the game. Some guys know lift that, the yeah. day after. And so it's all about what your body's accustomed to. And if you get your body accustomed to working that way, it, there's there's nothing, you know, nothing wrong with it. Because, you know, I have a certain lifting routine that I do before games. I mean, obviously I'm not, you know, trying to bench and squat three, 400 pounds or nothing like that. But, you know, you get there early enough to where you'll get a good muscle activation yeah. You know, you get that blood, that blood flow, you get your core, you know, heavily engaged. And when you get out there on the court, you know, you know, your body's ready to go. And this LeBron is the Terminator out there, man. <laughs> I think like, part of it, I think part of it, it's always just stuck to me because that was my first year working in the league. And I had just come mm-hmm. from Florida state. Actually, I had just come from the WNBA. So I went from college to the WNBA and now I'm seeing like, the a not real human, like a human that doesn't make sense what he's able to do physically. I was just like, what, what, yeah, what is this? Yeah. Well, he's not the only one like, that does it. He's not the only one that does it though. He's not, but the guys that do do it, normally they have a lot of range or they're physical. I've seen two, I've seen guards do it, and I've seen big men who don't have to shoot the ball a lot do it as well. Yeah. But the guards who do it, that lift, what it does, it, it makes them. One, one is a mental thing. You know, you feel no one can take advantage of you. And you also can shoot from a mile away, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, and so, but, but it's all about what your body's used to. If you, if you, if you're a person who's not used to lifting um, or you, or you're used to lifting one or two days before the game and you're not used to your arms feeling tight and heavy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it. But LeBron, he has been on the same program for, for years. So it's like a machine. If he didn't do it, he would feel weird. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's, that's super interesting. Um, all right. Well, we got, he got a, a big week coming up, coming off this yes, three sir. game win streak, uh, Raptors on Wednesday. And then before the break, I think there's only five or six games left before the break, not the easiest schedule, but there's an opportunity. They got the Raptors, then Utah, but then back to back against, Atlanta and then New Orleans. So those are that's winnable games. The Heat can go winnable into the break, games. can go into the break on quite a roll. I think 14 and 17 right now with five games left, there's a potential to be a 500 team at All-Star. I'm hoping I, I'll be able to – I had to see the next couple games first before I make a prediction. You know, if they play well the first two games, you know, then I, I'll have more confidence. But right now it's too – it's too up and down for me to say, yeah, they're going to go into. Oh, I oh, hope yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. I, I can't, you can't make any predictions about this year, but they got a shot. Yep. They, they got a shot. And that and that hopefully... schedule was very favorable. That schedule oh, yeah. was very favorable. Yep, for but sure. Don't, but don't sleep on New Orleans, though, because. No, no, they're, that, talk about up and down. But when they're up, yeah. they're. They are all the way up. <laughs> yeah, they are all the way up. All right, Heat Nation, we'll appreciate everybody listening. Uh, remember, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out. And uh, we will see you 
next week, I think next week, Norris, if you're good with it, we'll probably record the heat play on Tuesday. So we'll probably record Wednesday so we can react to that game. Um, but until then, Norris, got anything for the people? Take us out. Take us out. Heat Nation, let's go, baby. Let's go. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.